You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand. For this episode, we'll be talking about James Taylor, Sweet Baby James. In the room, I have Rob. Sweet Baby Rob, please. <laughs> and John. What? What? You forgot about Big Baby Ben. <laughs> I'm Sugar Baby Ben. <laughs> Uh, Sweet Baby James is the second album by American singer-songwriter James Taylor, released on February 1st, 1970. The producer was uncredited. The genre is rock, folk, country, blues, and soft rock. rock. Uncredited like a, like a Smithy Films uncredited? Uh, uncredited Alex like, Smithy? <laughs> yeah, like he didn't want his <laughs> name associated with it uncredited? No. Because someone was there producing it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I didn't think about it too much. Sweet, sweet baby Jesus. When people use the term singer-songwriter, often modified by the word sensitive, in praise or in criticism, they are thinking of James Taylor. In the early 70s, when he appeared with his introspective songs, acoustic guitar, and calm, understated singing style, he mirrored a generation's emotional exhaustion after tumultuous times. Just as Bing Crosby's reassuring voice brought the country out of the Depression and through World War II, Taylor's ease in transition from the 60s activism and its attendant frustrations with less political, more inward-looking 70s, he was rewarded with a series of hit albums and singles, and he managed to survive his initial fame to achieve lasting popularity. His second album, Sweet Baby James, sold millions of copies and spawned a top 10 hit in uh, fire and Rain, even though it was about the suicide of a fellow inmate and friend of Taylor's at his former mental institution. Taylor's warm voice is soothing. Its minor key melodies and restrained playing draw in the listener, while its somber and playful lyrics are simple and poetic. This album, as all but one of his regular album releases for the rest of the century, went gold or platinum. All right, what do we think of Sweet Baby James? Well, I'll tell you what. There are several James Taylor songs that I enjoy. Such as? Well, I grew I kind of grew up with them. My, my mom likes James Taylor. So I grew up like... like moms I, like James Taylor. Moms do like James da, Taylor. Dads do too. Okay. Yeah. I can't speak from experience, but I can speak for my mom. <laughs> Bad dads like James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I grew I, I was familiar with it, with his radio hits, and I don't mind them. I think Fire and Rain's a good song. I, I like Sweet Baby James. There's some other James Taylor songs that like... You know, it, it, it's going to be soft and wimpy and wistful. But if you know that going in, 
you know, there, there's there's some decent songwriting there, and there's some stuff that I can get behind. But it's the deep cuts on this album that really sink it for me. Yeah. That's, uh... Like, like when he goes like like full blown blues. <laughs> Where he in puts on the affectation, steamroller oh, blues. God. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Get me out of here. Well, mm-hmm. Oh, baby, don't you loose your lip on me. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't do it. Oh, and then, then fucking white jazz, oh, Susanna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fuck oh. off, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't mind oh, Susanna as much. I thought it was a, a playful... Um, I could see that being at like a, like a, what, open mic or like a coffee shop or something. I could see... Like throwing it in. You've just described why I something. dislike coffee shops and yeah, open mics. Yeah. Right. And, but and but also, James Taylor is the reason is, that open mics exist. Right. This is not right? an open yeah. mic. And that's this not a, something to be this lauded. This is a major label release. <laughs> yeah. For which he was paid $20,000, I believe. And, yes, and that's if, actually if a you, funny If you story. equated that to now, that's $136,000. God damn. Good. Wasn't he living out of his car before that? Yep. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was couch, couch, couch surfing. Couch surfing. Yeah. yeah. Man, wait. The in fact, that's the uh, that's the inspiration of the name uh, Sweet for 20G. Yeah. I assumed 20G was like an apartment number. <laughs> no, no, no. He need he was getting paid $20,000 $20, upon completion of the album. <laughs> he needed one more song. Oh, James got to write another song. <laughs> he, but he didn't have another song, but he had three half songs. So he just strung oh. them together, calls it Sweet for 20G, and turns it in. Yep. I, I, I do I, like that story. I applaud that. It's <laughs> the last song on the album. Yep. <laughs> so where, where he does try painfully to get funky. Yeah, and it's awful. My face turned itself inside out from cringing. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. When he remains like uh, as white and as soft as a roll of Charmin, it's fine. But anytime he tries to go outside of that, it is just. I was gonna awful. say, yeah, when it's full, when it's full, can has that soothing sort of like voice that you think of when you think of James Taylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's spot on. I think everybody, because uh, I was uh, talking to a couple of people this week and I, I was like, I don't know so much about that James Taylor. And they're like, don't talk shit on James Taylor. That's, you know, like, mm-hmm. I really like that. And then I'm like, are you sure that you're, you, you've listened to the entire album, like front to back? Like, you're not just thinking of his hits. Um, because, yeah, a- every time I hear these sort of, like you're saying that, affectation of like bluesy or he tries to go off on all these tangents you're just a little like ah yeah it's like that uh sure uh ben i got a question for you okay uh so one of the reviewers uh said that uh taylor's sense of wounded hopelessness uh believing it reflected the pessimism and desperation of the 1960s hangover that was early 70s and it struck a chord of music fans so if this is some sort of like uh like anti-pessimism of the oh god yeah the the can can line yeah, just started on uh, steamroller blues oh my god wow it's like a it's like if Muppets took Manhattan or like <laughs> yeah, it, it, feel, like, it feels like a Muppets the, the thing. Muppets go blues yeah yeah um but would you if you had to put uh, the Carpenters which I know you also didn't really dig I'm not into them next to James Taylor for let's have a nice thing after all the bad things in the 60s. Would you go with Taylor or the Carpenters at this point? Well, I it depends on if I could, like, cherry-pick songs yeah, or Do not. you have to eat out your mom or blow your dad, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> no, One, two, three, go. Like, One, two, like, three, say it. When, when it comes to James Taylor, I think that he definitely has strengths. I think he's a good songwriter. I think that 
the songs that sound the songs that you think of when you think of a James Taylor song, I think that they are well crafted American folk songs with like interesting melodies and and I think that that is what James Taylor is good at. But what he tries to get by on on this album is feel. Like if he, like when he goes straight blues for Steamroller Blues, or there's a song where he goes gospel, or, and there's a song where he goes funky, and those songs aren't reliant on his his song structure. They're reliant on like it's mostly a groove or it's, it's a, a feel. It's, a, it's like a familiarity with that genre of music. Yeah, like this song. It's just yeah. it's just like Steamroller Blues. All it is is twelve bar blues. You're not getting any points for songwriting, so you need to nail the feel of it. And that's where his like, huge blind spot, is. I don't know if it's a blind spot, but he he doesn't, he can, he has no groove. I think it's a blindingly it's, white spot. Exactly. Yes. Like the, it's, yes. very, it's, in a, I think it's stick, white privilege. He thinks he can do this. No, stick to chamber folk. You're good at yeah. chamber folk. But I mean, like Country Road, <laughs> is he though? You know, I, he's, I, he's trying I, to adopt fire, country. I think Fire and Rain's a poignant song, and well, I like the song Sweet Baby James. Well, but Fire and Rain and well, Sweet Baby James is kind of almost like a Western lullaby, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But it's but, got some pretty corn changes in it. Yeah, and 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 those are things that like a nice melody are, gets stuck in my head. They're okay for him to do because he's not trying to take from anyone else, really. But when he tries I'm not to even take from someone else, into, it's that deep into cultural appropriation. I just think like if. Even know if your it, lane. Know your lane. You 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 are not good enough at feel to be able to play a three chord song. I'm bound to roll all over you. Yes, I'm a steamroller now, baby. I'm bound to roll all over you. inject your soul with some sweet rock and roll and shoot you full of rhythm and blues well I'm a cement mixer a churning urn of burning funk yes I'm a cement mixer for you babe but you know, somehow they gave him money to do so. So what? What up with that? Well, I bet they made their money back. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they did. Does, yeah. Does Hand anybody know where he signed to or how he got signed? Um, so he went to uh, he went to England. Basically, just James like Taylor, Hendrix. Yeah, James Taylor is definitely a, a junkie. Relapsed a couple times. Uh, just man, like Hendrix had a, a, a big problem. <laughs> But he, yeah, he went to the UK. He somehow got in with, uh, I think it was like a man, yeah, manager talked to someone else, and he got in to meet with George Harrison and Paul McCartney for like five minutes. He was like so nervous and you know amazed that he could even get into Abbey Road Studios, but somehow they were able to get him in there, and he did a little like you know, five, ten minutes of just him playing guitar, doing some of these songs. And afterwards, they were very impressed. They they thought, you know, a lot of the stories make it seem like they were just in love with him. I, later accounts I read were it wasn't that. They just thought he was a very good singer and that he would do well. And he was the first person other than the Beatles signed to Apple Records. Oh, wow. Oh. 
So they so. were they were I mean, at that point they're they're running a business. It right. really doesn't matter whether or not they like him if they think it's going to sell. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I will say that I mean, uh, it had said that he had like ruined his voice sometimes, and but his voice, I could def. I mean, I can see it. It's a calming melodic voice. Yeah. And it has a very natural sound. When we we it talk about definitely natural, definitely puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, natural singers. I mean, he is he is one of those natural singers. It doesn't sound forced. It doesn't sound um, out of place within this sort of like folk country melodies. Do you think uh, that James Taylor like looks kind of like Ted Bundy? No, <laughs> no, he's got more of a Ted Bundy has a square head. Uh, James Taylor's head is browner. I mean, I'm interested. I've never seen them both in the same room. (laughs) Is he the Zodiac Killer? (laughs) I was surprised to read a little bit. Yeah, he looks a little not 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 a whole lot, but he could definitely be a stunt double. Yeah, I just God. Okay, so yeah, now we're on Oh Susanna. Yeah, Um, I'll I'll just skip. Skip ahead. I mean, you can skip Fire and Rain too. I could go the rest of my life with never hearing that song again. It's true. I did find some unique things that I had never really heard when... Because he had the headphones on? Uh, yeah, a bit, but those, um, those like, cello parts and drums, I kind of didn't remember it had, yeah. it had drums on Fire and Rain. Every time I think of uh, James Taylor, I, I think, you know, folk song, that, that sort of, like, easygoing... Uh, this part in Fire and Rain, just the first part where it's just him and guitar and everything... But it does go into like those like there is a drum beat and it gets a little heavier towards the end. I wish. Uh, I guess I can't <laughs> no, say heavy. No, no. Well, he brings more emotion out. to it. Yeah, if, if everything's heavy, then nothing is heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Or I. I wish they. They. They would have pushed that further. I like when the drums come in, and then and then yeah, like a like a string section comes in. I wish instead of a string section, it had just been like a standard full band. Just gone into just kind of like a mid-tempo rocker, you know. Hmm. I think that because I, I think that the this melody does sound like a Willie Nelson song, right? I like, think like the melody yeah. of it it lends itself like they could have just given it some teeth, yeah. You know, yeah, I could see that, but maybe I mean, but for the time, maybe that's that's not you know soft rock is is kind of well, the style at, right now. We might be at an impasse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I. I <laughs> I do. Like my, the, my, the my, my notes are not are not kind to to anything, but I did write I guess question mark next to anywhere like heaven. So if you can skip to that, <laughs> I, I want to know if uh, I guess what does I guess mean? <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I thought it was a pretty good song. I think, or yeah, at least I, I I feel where you're coming from. I, I've re- been in the middle of a song and written, I guess. Next <laughs> like, I'll give you this one. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, he does that country feel really well. Sure. But as long as he doesn't, if he doesn't go too far, like I feel like Oh Susanna, obviously is, too, is, a, is a bridge too far and country road. I feel like not the country road I wanted to hear. Right. Like I feel like if you're, if he's doing a country esque song, like fire rain is a little country esque mm-hmm. and, uh, anywhere like heaven is country esque, and Sweet Baby James is like almost a straight up western. Uh, but when you take the emotional content of a country song, where he's trying to look at a country road, like <laughs> no, he's not looking at a country road. 
he is the son of a doctor who grew up at fucking Milton Academy in New England. Like, he's got no right to look at a country road. Hey, there's some country roads in upstate New York, isn't he from upstate? Yeah, but that's not, that's a road in the country. It's not a country road. Mm. That's more like a country boulevard. I mean, I don't know. I'm not of the opinion that you have to necessarily be in your. I sure do dislike airs sometimes. Uh, Who was that? Was it Ramblin' Jack? uh, Yes. uh, Skeleton? Yep. Uh, Ramblin' Jack Skeleton. Like, where, where he, he ran away from home and actually lived the hobo life and then, like, yeah. you gotta came up a little with that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And James I, Taylor never joined a rodeo. Not but one. He, but he did, not he did live in his car problems. and yeah. have some serious emotional yeah. problems. That, but that, that, wasn't, that wasn't chasing the hobo lifestyle. That was chasing the uh, dragon. Yeah, but a lot of it was his, um, he had a lot of depression. It was a lot of uh, mental state. Yeah. Um, that led him to then be, you know, uh, to, to do drugs and things like that. I mean, he checked himself into, or, I, I no, his parents, he basically called his, his parents after he was, like, out of it, and he was like, I need help, and his sister, and, and they checked in. Also, his family, I guess, has a big history of, yeah, it's genetic. like, it's genetic. Yeah. It's like his brother hmm. and his sister, I think, both went to uh, institutions to kind of, like, uh, treat depression and and uh, uh, emotion. And, and you know, so. there's nothing to say that you, you shouldn't get help for mental health issues. You absolutely should. And, yeah. But I don't think that that in and of itself gives him depth. I see. Well, he should have. In a perfect world, he would have been like flatmates with old Skip Spence, and mm-hmm. they could have rubbed off on each other a little bit. Maybe helped each other out with some songwriting. Mm-hmm. Skip mm-hmm. would have given James Taylor some less boring things to talk about. <laughs> James Taylor would have put in a melody to one of Skip Spence's songs. <laughs> Highway, won't you lend me your name? Your way and my way seem to be one and the same. Mama don't understand it. She wants to know where I've been. I'd have to be some kind of natural bone fool to wanna pass that way again. But you know I could feel it. country road Sail on home to Jesus Won't you good girls and boys I don't think the, it's boring though Do you think his songs are boring? Or yes. I, well, really? James I, Taylor's? Okay, I don't know yeah. lyrically You know, I, I, mean, like I haven't gotten that deep into him I thought Fire and Rain oh, no. but that's the, That is the best song on the album Country Road I thought was I actually fine. I liked Country Road uh, And Sweet Baby James not, I thought was Kind of boring though Fire and Rain, not a boring song Country Road, pretty I mean, obviously boring. Obviously, like, Sunny Skies Is just kind of like That, like that sort of like hippie song. Oh baby, don't loose your lip but, on yeah. me. Oh <laughs> yeah, the steamroller and oh baby. Are, well, steamroller uh, I heard was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, and maybe that was something no. that they wrote later when they're like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah, you, I, I don't, you, I don't, you I have don't to buy say that. This is a joke. You don't. How how long is how long is steamroller blues? Can anyone tell like me? Three minutes. Okay, it's not too long too for long. a goof. But still, that's a lot of that's a lot of real estate on side one. Of, well, of, he, was he was trying to flesh this thing out. <laughs> I mean, as you said with that last song, like 
He was trying to make a record to get that them 20 Gs. <laughs> yeah, so you think maybe he stretched more than just that last oh, song? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, man. Oh, it's so dude, sad with the all blues, right, though. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up. <clears throat> this is... I did look through... I believe this is the only James Taylor uh, album. Oh, no. That we'll, uh, we'll be visiting. What a, what a shame. I'm fine with that. I think I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. I do feel like he definitely deserves a place because, when, I mean, I was thinking about it today and I was like, when you think of, like, folk singer, he's like one of the, f- what, five people you would think of, Bob Dylan being another Uncle one? Uncle Robert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is he a is, huge influence he on, is on literally, a number of artists that I don't listen to. He is literally like, <laughs> like that's it. It's, it's just, like, ingrained that he is, like, the folk singer. Well, he's very successful. Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with how how many albums uh, he sold and still sells. Anyone want to hear what Bo- old Bobby Christgau had to say? Would love to. <laughs> sure, go for it. Taylor's vehement following bewilders me. As near as I can discern, he is just another poetizing simp. Even production is conventional. This is for true believers only. Wow. Okay. You really uh, you're you're agreeing recently with Christgau. This week, Robert Christgau and I are, are kind of on the level. Okay. His uh, his contemporary review of Stooges, but then again, you know, I I can't really speak to that because I don't have a contemporary review of Stooges. I only have a retrospective review of yeah, Stooges. True, well, true. I have a contemporary review of Sweet Baby James. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a negative on you? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? A full negative. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll you're, make you're the surprised. shit out of James Taylor. Well, oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. What do you think, Ben? I really didn't like listening to this record at all. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think that a James Taylor's greatest hits is just fine. I don't necessarily. Yeah, and it's only fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's well, fine. Well, you know, it's, it's not. The, it's this not, is it's the not highest praise you can get. It's not my bag, but it's other people's bags, and I respect that. But. It's the it's the deep cuts in this album. They are worthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them, but enough of them. Like I've never like I I I stuck true to this to this project, and I listened through every second of every song. But I man, my finger was itchy for that skip button through mm. most of this album. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So is that a neutral or a negative? Oh, that's a negative. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Strangely enough, as much as I dislike a lot of this album, I'm gonna go neutral because I don't I don't dislike it enough to say that it is bad. Mm-hmm. It is just nothing. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's got one hit on it, and the rest is kind of just approachable and fine, and then there's some parts that are really unpleasant, but not to the point that I would say burn this album. Hmm. No, don't burn it. Just like don't buy it. I'm I'm also gonna go new, neutral. Uh, if he could have continued on with this sort of uh, easy li- listening sort of country folk, I could have gone positive. But the, you're right; those those particular songs, those just blues like, songs, are an abomination. They just yeah. they kind of just pull down the album so much. Um, yeah, I can't go negative though. Do you I mean, think I that's re- with our like ears in the 2019, or do you think it was? Ca- I think even in 1970, I, enough people were I think they're tired. I think they're would have been considered sort of like standards in 
less... Uh, oh, Susanna, the well, standard a, of the well, 1970s. No, no, it's no, a, it's no. a great American songbook, or whatever you're going to call it. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. American not, folk history. I, I, like. I'm not getting down on it on principle. There's a lot of... There's a lot of like uh, pasty white musicians that play the blues, and I and and I'm not into it. But these ones that James Taylor does are the reason I'm giving it negative. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're I think that they are unlistenable. Asked during a 2015, uh, asked me anything if you had any major regrets. Taylor replied, "Randy Newman asked me to sing the theme song for the first Toy Story film, and I couldn't find the time to do it. Lyle Lovett did a great job, but I wish it had been me." I thought Randy Newman sang it. That you've got a you got a friend in me. Isn't that Randy Newman? Yeah, it's totally Randy Newman. That's Randy Newman, but, but I, Lyle I think, Lovett. I think does, Lyle, a, does a cover or something. Lyle Lovett did uh, part of the soundtrack, or he did a okay. song on it, or maybe he does the 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 buzz yeah. vocals. or it's something. It's Lyle Lovett on bass. Yeah, yeah. you got a friend in me. All right, next time we'll be talking about Paul McCartney. McCartney. Hey. All right, thanks, y'all. Here's a young cowboy. Lives on the range. His horse and his cattle are his only companions. He works in the saddle and he sleeps in the canyons, waiting for summer, his pastures to change. And as the moon rises, he sits by his fire. Thinking about women and glasses of beer Closing his eyes as the dogies retire He sings